Crush with me as always is Bob. Yo. And uh, we went to the movies again. $5 movie night once more. So before we cut into anything, I'm actually really curious. I just want to get overall impression, positive or negative, of the movie itself. Because I think you're just really annoyed by everything going on in the theater. Well, I think that's a longer conversation. So let's stick to format. I, I won't talk for long. Here, here's what all I'm going to say, folks. We went and saw Us this evening at $5 Movie Night, which is Tuesdays. What I don't understand, and never will, is how you pay money, any amount of money, to go to the theater to just sit and talk with your friends. And sit on your phone and not pay attention to the fucking movie. That's all. That's all it is. I don't understand it. Do people know that we are uh, living in a society? I actually had to cut the pause down in one of the last ones because it was like... Absurdly long. Really long. <laughs> and I was like, people are going to think something's wrong with the thing. No, I just... it's To me, it's like... It's it's sh- it's shared space. It's, it's the same thing with like, oh no, you don't walk across the crosswalk when the light is green. You have to wait. It's just... It, Drives me absolutely insane. So, if you go to a fucking movie, just sit there and watch the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. You want to make a comment or something to your person you're sitting with? Fine. Lean in. Whisper it. Don't talk as if you're, you know, screaming out at a concert or something and trying to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. There's other people in the theater. I'm trying to watch the, you know, really nicely directed horror movie that's trying to build atmosphere. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. I don't. I really don't think that's too much to ask. So shall we uh, screech into the trailer park, Robert? Because we actually got a. Uh, since it, we don't go see horror in the theaters, um, we uh, got different trailers than I think, except for Dark Phoenix, which I don't think we really have anything more to say about. Yeah, uh, these are actually. Uh, well, no, there's one other. Um, so, yeah, we'll go through here. Uh, the first one was Booksmart. It looked like a female take on Superbad. More or less. Which, yeah, all right. I've probably not seen it in the theater, but that's a, that's a solid rental possibility. It's cool that we're kind of getting that perspective of on that type of a movie. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, Midsommar. So that was by the director of uh, Hereditary, which I think is how you pronounce the name of that movie. And that's supposed to be terrifying as shit. Sheila has been uh, singing that movie's praises since she saw it last year, or whenever the hell it came out. But um, I got a real Wicker Man vibe from that one. So I was I was waiting for the uh, virginal police officer to be thrown into the giant uh, uh, statue made of wicker and burned alive, whilst screaming about bees. Bees. John Wick 3. Oh, Bob. Like, like, Bob. <laughs> I didn't want to see any more. Like, I, I don't know if this was the original trailer. I think it was a little different than the one we watched online. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either because it's just, you know, you're, you're, yeah, all over. But um, I am so stoked for this movie. Like, bring it. Yes. Please. He's on a horse. 
bring it, please. Thank you. And you know who I haven't seen in any of the trailers? Common? No. And I don't really want to. I just can't wait to see him show up on screen. Oh, the Somalia? Zooks. Oh, that's right. I forgot Zooks is in that biz. We <laughs> <laughs> oh, got a surprise with your Zooks. You don't want to show your Zooks hand just yet. Common better be in that fucking movie, though. I'll be pissed if he's not. Oh, I man. won't be pissed. That movie's going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, Curse of the Lalorna. Uh, this just looked kind of like a jump scare fest. Yep. Not really our jam. Nope. If it is your jam, by all means, go ahead. I anticipate that would have a similar crowd to what we had this evening. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's okay. Like, let me set a scene for you. So there's this one time I got talked into, I think it was in college at the time, uh, going to see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake mm-hmm. at the shitty... It wasn't the 400 yet. It was the 300 up by Loyola. Was it really called the 300 and they changed it to the new 400? I'm pretty sure it used to be the 300. I I could be misremembering that. It might have always been the 400, but I was a thousand percent sure it was the 300. Okay. But anyway. So that movie was so fucking terrible that everyone in the audience just decided, oh, well, we're just going to dump all over this. And it's one of my most treasured movie-going experiences of all time. Because we were all just shouting at the screen. <laughs> so if it's that sort of situation, where it's... It, and it, I, I would say that is rare. Where it's kind of all decided upon. Or if it's just... Well, because you, you, need, you need to have that, that the group, you know, subconsciously come together and say... This is We're shit, going for and it. And let's go for it. Right. You gotta have the laughter... At, like, the serious moments in the horror movie. And then it's like, oh, okay, so we're here. Okay, let's do this. And not nervous laughter, not the tense laughter, but actual guffawing, because it's it's terrible. Yes. God, that movie was horrible. Long shot. I think we talked about this before, too, right? Yeah, this is... um, The Seth Rogen, Charlize. Yeah. Yeah. Where you don't Uh, buy the coupling at all? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Could Again, still be funny. I think it looks like it could be good, but that's not something we'd go see in the theater. That's no a chance. solid rental. Ma. I think the premise is interesting. Um, but again, I, after the experience in the theater this evening, I'm not going to see a horror movie in the theater again. At least not until I forget, and then, or until Jordan Peele releases another movie. Uh. Then again, Dark Phoenix, right? Dark Phoenix, uh, which yeah, we've, we've talked about ad nauseum. I don't think there's much more to say. Yep, nope. And then the last one, uh, is Lucy in the Sky. That looks like it could be interesting. It does, yeah. Because that that's based on the astronaut, right? Who I she went insane believe so right yeah and john Han- john ham is in that biz he is that's always that's right where you want to be <laughs> it's always nice to see him working and in um natalie portman i believe is the main character natalie portman and uh it, it she is doing a very different voice than her normal voice mm-hmm. so it's it, that'll be interesting oh yeah but she's got so much range so. oh yeah she's great 
So. Okay. So screeching out of the trailer park. It took us like fucking four hours. That was a brutal trailer. Seat. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I think when we saw Lita, there were only... There were only a handful. There weren't a lot of trailers. So no. this felt like Jesus fucking Christ. And I realize this is the first week this movie is out, but it was. It, it was a bit of a slog. Yep. Um... So, like we said earlier, we saw Us, and this is a very recent release, so uh, spoilers abound. Yes. I would say don't go in knowing anything, mm-hmm. and I think your enjoyment will, uh, your abstinence will be rewarded. Did you know anything? No, I did not. Uh, I, I had spoiled myself somewhat for Get Out, which uh, we did an episode on not too long ago. And I didn't remember a lot when we watched the movie, so that didn't really impact my enjoyment of it. But this, I was like, we're probably going to see this. Let me let me not. Yeah. Just let me not. Um, and yeah. I didn't like it as much as I liked Get Out. Agreed. But I still thought it was a very effective, fun horror movie. Yeah. He the the thing that Jordan Peele does so well just in two uh just in general. He he knows how to like get that laugh out of you. Yeah. And he knows how to kind of set stuff up. He's good with the Chekhov's gun. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that flare gun. The fl- someone's getting shot with a flare gun later. Yeah. Which I appreciate. You know, cuz it's like it, it's maybe that you can call that predictable, but there's a flow there that just kind of works. Yeah. Well, it's there. There is a fine line between the negative cons, uh, negative connotation of saying predictable and the positive of paying off. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would even argue this movie. It's you can kind of see where it's going, but you're never like. Oh. You never have a, oh, really? At least I didn't. Though I also didn't expect it to be on a worldwide scale. I definitely thought it was just either going to be her or the you, just the family. You know you know what I got a lot of feels of for, for this one mm-hmm. from? Uh, I, I got a lot of Shaun of the Dead feels. It wasn't quite, you know, in that... As jokey jokey. Jokey jokey. Edgar Wrighty, but um, it was it was leaning that way. There's moments of levity, which, again, we saw in Get Out as well, uh, and little references to things like when um, when the dad pushes his doppelganger off the boat, and he has the uh, life vest attached to him, mm-hmm. and the son was wearing like a Jaws shirt earlier. Like that was kind of a uh-huh, I see what you did there, and I appreciate it. Maybe that's why Steven Spielberg got uh, thanked in the credits. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> we were wondering about that. Yep. Like, Steven Spielberg? Spielberg? Why? I did get a kick out of it uh, that, you know, it's based in Santa Cruz. And um, it feels like it was not that long ago that I was on that boardwalk. Oh, really? It was really, like, over a year ago. Um, is that was like the that day I dropped you off at the airport in San Francisco? Oh, did you go down there? I drove down to Santa oh, Cruz nice. and I walked the boardwalk. Um, and then I drove back because that's a surprisingly long drive. Um, 
at, at least at that time of day. <laughs> but uh, I know it was, it was so it was fun. I wish I could get to ride that roller coaster. That's one of the classic roller coasters. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So it was. Yeah, I know what that is. So kind of a but you know. Uh, I thought I liked um the dad a lot. Well, because it was that necessary levity, right? Yeah. He's just kind of that big dumb idiot. Exactly. You know. Him lying on the bed at the beginning. Like, oh, okay, vacation sex. Here we go. Yeah. That was kind of great. Uh, I, I also think we have to call out uh, Lupita Nyong'o's amazing acting yeah. throughout all of this. Cause She's so, great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody has the, the double role. Right. Which is taxing, to say the least. Mm. But... Yeah, when she's like breaking down and she has that speech about what happened in the funhouse or in the Merlin's Forest or whatever the fuck it was called, um, was amazing. Where they're not showing her face and she's reflected in the window, and and then when the kid walks in and he's like, oh, "There's a family outside," I'm just like, "Ah, what?" Well, it, it it's kind of one of those fun situations of like, you know, clearly it's building up tension. But there's that, go fuck yourself. This is, come on. Kind of moment. It, so, it, it was, uh, well, and one of the things, so when, you know, the doppelgangers, uh, which we should just call the Reds, because I don't want to keep saying doppelganger. Yeah, we can say the Reds, that works. The, when the Reds show up, um, they call the police and they say they're going to be there in 14 minutes. It'll be like how the police never showed up. Right. I mean, that gets explained later. Right, 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 right. Uh, right. But it's, uh, yeah, it is a little. <laughs> what? Well, no, because it's like if you've ever called the police with a non-emergency before, they do not show up for hours. That's just, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, uh. Do you have a thought? Did it go? It might have just gone away. These things okay. happen. Um, Elizabeth Moss is in this movie. Noted Scientologist. Noted Scientologist, unfortunately. Uh, I think in her very small role, she is also amazing. Uh, the facial expressions that are just, like, haunting. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate that they got the douchiest daughters in the universe oh, for them. Oh, that was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> You always count on Jordan Peele to be like, I'm going to really awful up these white people. It's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be pretty great. <laughs> well, I like how like he takes it to the nth degree. Almost to the point of ludicrousness. Right. Yeah, and it's great. Cause it's that's, like, you would never vacation with these people. No, no, no. Ever. No, 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 no. Not at all. The boat was great. The boat was pretty great. <laughs> Just going in circles. <laughs> Well, and I like that it kept paying off that it was a piece of shit and that the engine kept dying. Mm-hmm. But I like that it didn't die when they were getting away. Yeah. Because that would have been a little obvious. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, it's, it's, I, I think he does a really good job of kind of subverting those, those typical kind of story beats. Yeah, because nothing, nothing happened, you know, between this and Get Out, like, there were plenty of opportunities in both of those movies where 
you're sitting there waiting for something to happen um, that isn't necessary. That wouldn't be a good story device. It's just what you would expect from a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't go that way. Right. Not to say that he doesn't use any tropes, but I think, like we said on our Get Out episode, it's a fresh set of eyes on the genre, mm-hmm. taking it in a new, different way. Mm-hmm. And I think he's earned enough uh, autonomy with these last two movies, because I think this is doing fucking gangbusters. Um, and Get Out made like a fuck ton of money, too. But, um, so that he's he's allowed to kind of, okay, you do you. Do your thing. <coughs> and I appreciated that all of our uh, main four protagonists survived again. Yeah. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice, you know? Um, I do have to call out one thing that I absolutely loved in this movie. Sure. Hey, Dre. I got something to say. <laughs> that was an amazing musical cue. <laughs> <laughs> so Elizabeth Moss is uh, dying, and she's, I think Ophelia is the name of their ridiculous... Definitely not Alexa. No. Oh, she's listening. Yeah, she probably is. She is. Alexa now, or Amazon now owns our podcast. Yeah, what do I do? Hmm. I think it was Ophelia, they yeah. were calling it, and uh, she's like, Ophelia, call the police, and she immediately plays fuck the police, and it's... Amazing. How long do you think they sat around debating what the name of the digital assistant would be? I feel like Jordan Peele has had that in the in the back pocket for a while. You think so? <laughs> yeah. He's like, now we're going Ophelia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But that was a genuinely shocking moment when you realize that because you go uh, uh, to the uh, their white friend's house. And you figure, oh, okay, you know, they're going to go there and they're going to get help from them. And then they're going to get in, like, the doppelgangers are going to show up, or the reds are going to show up there and it's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. But you're not expecting them also to have reds. Right. So when the the teen girl gets shanked in the throat, you're like, (laughs) oh, and that is visceral. Oh, yeah. That is. And it's shot from really far away. So you're not getting all of it, but you you can really, like, see how bloody it is. Like, a lot of the violence and a lot of the actual, like, stabby-stab is is not done in uh, in a way that's, like, overly gory. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this movie will be remembered as gory, but it's almost, like, a, not quite as much as a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the first one, the original, because that movie doesn't have nearly as much blood as people remember it having. I mean... It it has, it's bloody. It's bloody, but it's not. I wouldn't necessarily describe it as gory. You know, when I think gory, I think more of seeing like deep wounds and um, the actual cuts, and you don't see that as much in this movie. No, but I think it makes it effective when Elizabeth Moss takes the the scissors to her own face. Then yes. Uh, Oof. Yeah. Very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What did you think of kind of that final twist? I'm on the fence about that. I, I kind of am as well. 
I kind of like it because it feels like, oh, okay, yeah, she was totally justified then. Because it's like, oh, you stole my life. All right, bitch. Now this is happening. I'm going to ruin your whole world. How's that? <laughs> I also thought the Hands Across America thing was a l- Though, I guess, like, looking back, she's watching that on the TV right at the beginning. That's one of her only frames of reference. Right. And she's got the shirt on, right, when she gets taken down there. Mm-hmm. So I guess that makes a little bit more sense why that would be so prominent to her. Yeah. Um, so I talked myself into liking it. <laughs> well, this is the problem sometimes when we do these, like, right, like, immediately after the movie, and you don't have a lot of time to think. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of this is just our initial discussion, you know, and you kind of go back and you have some thoughts and it's, uh, uh, yeah. So sometimes you need to let stuff ruminate for a little while. Yeah, I think I I would have been perfectly fine uh, with the ending having been not have that final twist. I think it worked. I think it would have worked just as well. Though I think they did kind of, they, they still set up for it because she is getting I mean more uh, brutal and visceral as the movie goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, like when the son walks in and sees her like stabbing the the uh, uh, doppelganger um, uh, horrible white girl with the mm-hmm. scissors. And he's just like, what the fuck? Well, and you're trying to figure out like what are the rules of this world a little bit and you know they talk about the tethering and you know uh part of part of me was like wondering for a minute like okay well if you kill your doppelganger does is there some sort of connection you had that part of them comes over to you or you know what what well i mean we saw the the husband do that right what are the rules sorry um uh, have you? Uh, yep. Yeah, okay. No, we're not gonna get sidelined into an, into an it's always sunny conversation. The husband killed his doppelganger, mm-hmm. and he didn't take on any traits of him. Right. So, I think when she ultimately kills hers uh, with the handcuffs, no less, and she's getting all kind of you know worked up about it, it's it, you have that kind of. And the daughter kind of kills hers, too. And really, the son kills his, too. Yeah. So they're all able to vanquish them, and they don't take on any qualities of them. What, I, I, this is one of those ones that you definitely want to go back and watch again to um, see what else you can kind of discern out of it. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, when you get to the end, you know... Darn well, she's aware of these sewer people because that's where she came from. Well, yeah. Right? So. Unless, I mean, sure, she may have. Well, maybe, and that was why she was freaking out because it's. Yeah, she's coming back and she's pissed. You know? Right. So it's a whole nother, like, way to read the film. Yeah. So it's like, oh, no, I fucked her. And, yeah, she she's coming for sweet, sweet revenge. Right. On a global scale. Well, and you think about, 
I, I just think about, uh, starting to think about like the towards the beginning uh, and when the husband's asking, you know, why are you here? And she's kind of shutting him down. Mostly probably just because he's going to open his big mouth and make things work. But probably because she knows why. Well, right. It's like, I don't need you. Like, let's not. Let's not tell them, please. Right. No, I think uh, it, it is definitely a movie worthy of a second watch. Because, yeah, now that we know what we know, how was how does that affect your viewing of the movie? The people won't know what we know. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, and really how far she goes just to be like, oh, no, we're shutting this down. Right, because the husband is like, we'll just fucking stay here and hunker down. And she's like, yeah, nah. Nah, this needs to be handled. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Just that initial scene where, oh, there's a family in the front yard. I, I appreciated the uh, the husband trying to get all all hard about it. <coughs> And then going back out with the baseball bat and it just being like, come on, Demi, what are you doing? But, um, again, I, I did really appreciate that it didn't devolve into all of them dying and it just being her left at the end. Yeah. Now, I will say that I do think it was a little long. It was. I was getting to a point towards the ending where it was like, okay, I kind of got it. Let's... Let's move it along. And I think, again, we, like, literally, uh, we're recording this the day after we watched Get Out. So that's still very fresh in our minds, I think. And that was a nice, taut, like, hour and a half or hour 45. Um, Yeah, and this was uh, was two two hours. A little over two. Yep. Um, Yeah, it it probably could have been cut down a little bit. Just a smidge. Mm -hmm. Um... What I do appreciate is that it got going right away. You've got your little setup. You established like the the white yeah. friends. You've got um, I'm sure that dude at the beginning that the son walks up on. He's the start of the Hands Across America. I didn't even think of that. Right, he's probably the guy that stabbed uh, Jeremiah eleven eleven, mm-hmm. which I've been meaning to look up because <laughs> I'm sure it says something. Probably. 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 Something uh, relevant, I would I would assume. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, so it gets going quick. It um, it does drag a little towards the end. Um, it, I thought it was interesting the way in which they reveal, like, what the deal is with this underground ridiculous society well because it's just a big monologue yeah and i i i was fine with that for the most part because you're getting a little bit of um uh show not tell with um showing the girl in both places um mm-hmm. but i do think it it but i Here's what I really like about these these two movies is it takes this fairly mundane kind of scary situation going to your uh, white girlfriend's 
family's lake house to meet the meet the family for the first time mm-hmm. as an african-american gentleman and then losing your kid for a few minutes on the boardwalk and taking it to an absurd insane like place mm-hmm. with that so i liked the the descending into like what, what the fuck is this place <laughs> you know like what what is going on mm-hmm. and who is responsible for this like who were the ones creating the reds like you know i think they said it was a means of trying to control people up top but then it's it's it, it's one of those things if you do start to pick at it a little bit yeah it, it unravels right i i almost was like i'm waiting for like her to, to come across like a projector playing in the back with J.K. Simmons narrating to explain the situation. <laughs> We're going to do some testing <laughs> with the lemons. <laughs> uh, old references to uh, franchises that are basically dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, shame. Terrible shame. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, this... So much of this, though... I think is about that creepy imagery too though, right? Or that kind of surreal imagery because as she's coming down into like the various hallways and shit, there's all of these little like bunnies and crap, mm-hmm. right? And the other thing you could say is she knows there's other doors, but she knows exactly where to go. Yeah. During that scene. Yeah, I mean, they show that scene, and that is a fucking long ro- walk down. Yeah. The that music scene makes goes it on for a while. Very effective, I would yeah. say, though, because it's just what you're going to see. What the fuck is going on down here, right? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, she knows where she's going. So I, I think it's like a Sixth Sense situation. If you go back and you watch, there's all these little, little clues throughout that kind of point to the fact that... Mm-hmm. I mean, even wa- even uh, watching it uh, in that initial thing, it's like, did you just see something that scared her really badly? Like, clearly there was another person there, and you get the, you know, the eyes and the drawback real quick. So something happened. It's just a matter of what happened. Yeah. So here's a question. When you have younger actors, and there's all of the blood in the universe, how do you handle that? You mean explaining it to them? Okay. I guess that's fair. I think it freaked me out a little bit. I guess the boy wasn't that young, but... Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do like that the, the the boy is like, he knows what's up. He's kind of down for it. He's like, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, they've all... They've all killed somebody, so it's it's just kind of like... Yeah, and it's still his mom. It's not like she was switched out, you know, during that final scene, right? No, yeah. it's that's who gave birth to him. It's it's his mom. It's just, eh. mm-hmm. she, you know, grew up in this weird kind of dormitory place thing. Yeah, sure, cool. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, Bob, where would this fall on the hot dog scale? Where you got this? 
so uh i i think i put this on the um this is a this is a white cheddar cheese whiz dog Are you saying you didn't like the movie? I love a white cheddar cheese with dog. Oh, that sounds They're delicious. Pugnant. You just get it up there. You oh, my God. Why would you ruin, like, anything? And you put it in your mouth. Ugh. And it's delicious. Ugh. Cheese Whiz makes lots of things better. I was discussing this with someone at work the other day. Um, that, you know, if you're going to get a, a you're gonna get a Philly, you got to get it with Whiz. Provolone. No. Yep. Provolone. Provolone sounds like the right answer, but it's not. Because it is the right answer. No, because it's fucking delicious. You're getting you're getting a cheesesteak. Yeah. Not 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 like a normal sandwich. No, fuck you. I want provolone on my cheesesteak. That's <sighs> how they make it over at Phillies. I can get it with, with provolone. You so. can get it with provolone. Right, but exactly. you should get it with wit. It's on the menu, Bob, so it's appropriate. So fuck you. How's that? Oh, no, I want a Philly cheesesteak really badly. But I'm pretty sure if I had one, my colon would explode. This is the content you pay for, listeners. Pay? They're not paying. (laughs) They're not? No. Fuck. We're giving this away? We are. God damn it. I know. Shit. (laughs) So, uh, I think we would both highly recommend... uh, us uh, as we said earlier i mean if you've listened to this whole podcast you've spoiled the fuck out of yourself so that was that was pretty stupid of you but uh go see it i think it's still worth a watch it's very solid uh and i'm very interested to see what comes next for uh uh mr peel um i i don't i don't think i can recommend people go see it in the theater not because it's not worthy of seeing in the theater it's something that you need that that atmosphere yeah. for, and if you don't have a, a audience that is into that, because I think everybody goes to a horror movie in the theater with the, almost like they feel like they have a pass to be loud. And that's frustrating, because I, I feel like if it's a jump scare fest, fine, that's fine. Yeah. But something like this, where it's a little more thinky and a little more like no we're actually trying to build some atmosphere here and mm-hmm. you know get some tension going I think then this would be yeah it'd be better to to see it at home mm-hmm. where it's quiet uh, I am looking forward to uh, Twilight Zone yeah but then we gotta get that some CBS access shit don't we well here's what we'll do we'll wait for the whole season to come out and then we'll do the you the know, trial? The one-month trial I'm or into that. whatever, and just watch that. I'm dumb. Fuck CBS All Access. Right? Just go on fucking Hulu, man. I can't have all these streaming services. You're killing me, Smalls. The fuck? Well, that's why you got to switch them in and out based on what you're using. Yeah. You got your Netflix, you got your Hulu. For the most part, you're good. For the most part. Yeah. So, yeah, watch us. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Solid flick. Uh, next up, I believe, based on the schedule, uh, we'll be seeing Shazam. Uh, and then I believe Hellboy is after that. We're actually pretty crowded, uh, pretty well scheduled out, I think, until about June is where, uh, it slows down a little bit. 
But uh, we got a lot of stuff on the docket, Bob. We got a lot of movies to see. Yeah. I'm just not going to $5 movie night anymore. No. 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 Dunsky. I'd rather go on Monday and pay full price. Right, because at least it'll be a little quieter and I won't have to listen to teenagers giggling and looking at their phones. Yep. As I have said multiple times, if I am capable of putting my phone down for an extended period of time to take in a film, anyone is. If Greg Marcus is listening, um, Greg... Greg is not listening. We need to have a chat. Um... You need to put a warning on the five dollar night, like just a reminder to loud. to people that um y- you are you're just it's just high school night basically. Go, can, so can you just change the promotion to high school night? Like call it high school night. You know what I would really like if there was like a dedicated time where Adult Swim for movies. Yes, basically. Not even Adult Swim, just it's, you need to be quiet in the theater. Like if there's either somebody there or they have some way of knowing if you're like on your phone or talking, you just get kicked out. I would be perfectly okay with like having an attendant sit in the theater. Oh, me too. And just fucking bounce people. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm almost happy I didn't have like popcorn or drink tonight because like those people in the front row, I am not above throwing things. (laughs) And we did say someone needed to get arrested tonight. So, It's true. And we failed in that. We did. We failed. No rest. But that is okay. Yep. So, folks, we would ask you to go check out uh, the other uh, Team Puma Knife podcast that we have on TeamPumaKnife.com. What was that face? Are you okay? Um, I, I may be in some gastric distress, so okay. we might... Oh, so that, that's been this episode. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, so we, we, then we might just, got weird just wrap noises it up. From Bob the dog. Okay. Kind of quick. Okay. Wrapping up. Uh, go check out TeamPumaKnife.com. We've got a battery of other podcasts on there. We've got Subtle Interference. We've got Improvised Weapons. Oof, I wrote that. Beyond the Red Waste is coming back in a, just a couple weeks because uh, Got is returning with a vengeance. Uh, so please check those out. Uh, rate and review us wherever you're listening. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. And uh, as always, we will talk to you next time. Bye. This has been a Puma Knife production.